0: And welcome to The Moral Hangover. I am Katie Dombrowski, and I am here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. Hello, everyone. Woo! We are so excited that you guys are tuning in, and we cannot wait to share with you this incredible podcast. We have so many great ideas coming your way. So, it's about to get really hot and spicy. So, without further ado, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, but we're just getting started our mornings here in, drumroll, (laughs) Philadelphia! Philadelphia! So everyone's probably thinking what the hell is a moral hangover and how does this even apply to my life? Well let me tell you according to Urban Dictionary a moral hangover is an intense feeling of regret. So you know that Sunday scary feeling when you wake up the next morning? Yeah let me tell you that is post-grad in a nutshell. Right Victoria? For real. (laughs) Like literally. So that's it's postcard but it talks to adulting in a nutshell and like working nine to five and figuring out the whole real world situation thing like your parents tell you about it but once you actually start working in it it's a serious feeling of lots of emotions that we're about to unpack with all of you guys so think of this podcast as a therapy dog but like not any kind of therapy dog like a labrador hyper energy bringing it the realness to you For millennials so we're basically going to be that go-to survival guide for all of our listeners through dating relationships career work adulting responsibilities like anything you can think of that you're going through that we're all going through this is the podcast for you so but we're going to do it a little bit spicier this isn't going to be cut and dry this is going to be a comedy podcast you can go to where it's like you're talking to your girlfriends one-on-one getting the hot tea on everything And this is the space for you. So any questions, anything you guys want to talk about, send it in our way. We're so open to listening to what you guys want to hear. And we want to give that content to you. So I guess now we should kind of dive into what the name is. So I remember I went to the University of Dayton. Everyone probably already knows that because I'm pretty sure half the following right now is only Dayton people and Temple people. But I was sitting in 414 Key Key Faber with my friend Mandy J. And she was talking about something she did, and she's like a saint. So she was like, "Oh my God, it's such a moral hangover." And I was like, "Oh my God, this is genius. I need to keep this." So I wrote it down in my notes in my phone, and then I was like, "All right, we gotta make this. A, we gotta make this something." So I had this vision for so long, and then Vic and I met through a friend, and she has a producer background. So we kind of linked up, and I told her about it, kind of harassed her into it for a while, and then here we are.
1: Aren't you happy you finally joined? Yeah, I'm so excited. We have been we started talking about this maybe about like a year ago. Yeah. And here we are now. Like, we're making our idea dream. Yeah. Your idea.
0: <laughs> Money moves. Like, it's the scariest feeling when this thing finally jumped off. Like, when we were like, okay, we're actually doing this. We're actually doing this. We're making an Instagram. We're setting a launch date. There's been nothing scary in my life. Maybe some things. Like, whatever. But this is definitely top ten. So... You know, we're doing it. We said, YOLO, and here we freaking go. So she has previous background on Temple Talk, and then I've always wanted to be in the entertainment business in some type of aspect. I auditioned for X Factor in 2012, made it to the fourth round, humble brag, and then I did The Bachelor in New York in 2019, so this past summer. I didn't make it, so you know what? Everything happens for a reason, and here we are. Vic also has an audition type of background with TV shows.
1: Yes. When I was younger, you know, really wanted to be a celebrity. Tried out for Ferrari smarter than a fifth grader. Clearly didn't make it. And then I realized I can't do the limelight. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the backup person, hence the producer here.
0: <laughs> so it's been a great team so far. Um, getting yeah, we make know- a
1: great duo. We
0: do. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, we're still kidding. learning the <laughs> ins and outs of, like, our personalities and how we're doing this whole podcast thing. Because let me tell you people like it's not as easy as it looks so getting to know people can honestly be one of the most boring things and I think we can both relate on that on like the dating front so we're gonna do a round of speed dating with ourselves <laughs> and we're gonna ask each other a couple of questions and then kind of go from there so Victoria if you had to be on a reality TV show which would it be and why
1: I think I'd be on Survivor I like it cuz it's not there's not really drama in it um. I want to live on, like, an island. I don't know. It's a good game, and you win a million dollars, so that's mine. True. What's yours?
0: <laughs> um, Real Housewives, easily. Big Real Housewives fan, but I would want to be on Atlanta. Everyone kind of hates Atlanta because it's I haven't it's watched wild. that It's wild. They wild out. Like, the shade is unreal, and I just feel like.
1: I watched for the first time the New Jersey one, and I'm like, this is a oh, lot. Oh, that's the worst one It's watch. a lot.
0: <laughs> like, I lose brain cells so watching that every single time, but I still religiously watch it every, like, Tuesday. <laughs> um, weirdest thing you've done on a date?
1: well okay so I've been in a relationship now for seven years so um everything I do I think is weird now and like we're way past the stage of like nothing is weird so I don't think I have the best answer for this what's yours
0: I have way too many way way too many so I've kind of been a serial dater since graduating college um I've gone on probably like 20 dates since graduating and it'll be like people (laughs) that are friends of friends or people that I meet on Hinge that I reconnect with or random people who try to set me up with someone they know and usually I pregame it. You have to have at least like two glasses of wine before and I just say some wild things like I remember the one time I was on a date with this guy who was my crush since fourth grade. And I could, I was so happy I was there with him. I was like, oh my God, this is my dream guy. We're gonna get married. We're gonna have like beautiful blonde <laughs> babies. He didn't know I thought any of this because I acted like a literal weirdo in front of him. But end of our first date, he makes so much more than I do. And I only know that because I looked on Glassdoor to see what the average <laughs> salary was. But like, I just wanted to know, okay, like what am I working with? Are we in the same ballpark? So we get the check. And I'm like, oh, we should split it. Like, I'll get it. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, don't worry. I got it. So then he gets a check. And then I say some one of the dumbest things. I'm like, oh, thank God you did. Because let's be real. We both know you make more money than I do. And he literally made the most disgusting look at me and was like, uh, okay. It's all right, though, because we went on multiple dates after that. It eventually fizzled out. Um, so you clearly didn't scare him away that no, much. No, I didn't scare him. But then it kind of made me want to keep trying to scare him. I keep trying to push him and be like, what's going to make this guy tick? Like, what's going to make him snap and be like, this girl's whack? So I just kept doing weird things. Like, I remember we were somewhere and then we – okay, this is what happened. We went out with my guy friends, and which is already scary in the first place. I'm like, come out with me and my guy friends. So he does. I'm the only girl. It's him and all these guys. I keep handing him shots. And I'm like, all right, come on. Can you can you hang? So I keep giving him shots. Didn't know he literally pre-gamed this before with his cousin. So then he's like blacked out in Westchester. And it's just like a hot mess. And then I'm literally grilling him in the car as we're going over with my guy friends. And I'm like, so when are we going to start dating? When am I going to be your girlfriend? When am I going to meet your parents? And he's like, do you think this is like appropriate to be like talking about this right now? I'm like, why? Do you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> literally everyone could hear what we were talking about that didn't even stop him it's fine we haven't talked since so I brought him to my Christmas party then like things fizzled out on like New Year's but here we are if you're listening hi you can start liking my Instagrams now alright next question Um, which animal represents your personality best
1: I think a dog I wouldn't know what dog though
0: yeah like a female dog
1: yeah definitely a female <laughs> <laughs> no I'm actually a boy dog no um yeah i don't know what dog though i'm really friendly but i'm not like too hyper so no like hyper dog yeah i'm, I'm not your labrador so like
0: <laughs> a medium-sized dog yeah not so, like a small yippee
1: yeah one that likes to cuddle i hate dogs that can't cuddle okay but yeah i
0: like it i'm into that i wonder if we were both dogs if we'd be dog friends
1: I think so. I think okay. that we complement each other. Like, okay. where I lack, like you have. But I would be a Chihuahua if I was a dog. So, like, Chihuahuas don't really get along with a lot of other dogs. Yes, yeah, so you have to give yourself some credit. <laughs> true,
0: true. They love their owners and they their select dogs they like.
1: Yeah, so but I'd be But the rest, <laughs> they don't
0: venture out into. So, last question. Which celebrity would play you in a movie and why?
1: Mm, I'm thinking, do, who's the one from Gossip Girl, Layton? Yes, how do you say her name yeah, yeah she's in the show single parents i think she's just so funny so
0: i don't know her that well i remember her in gossip girl and then i remember she had that song with robin thick like mm-hmm. years ago somebody to love yeah and i, I would play that, that on a repeat anytime someone broke up with me and be like is there somebody who still believes in love <laughs> yeah that was a tearjerker try listening to that on your period it gets wild <laughs> I think I would be Chrissy Teigen or Jennifer Lawrence just because they're wild. They say, not wild, like girls gone wild. They're just, they say anything they want. They're very true to themselves. Um, They just keep it real, and I love that about them. So I guess now is probably the time to dive into the philosophy of the podcast because this is one thing that is very ingrained in me and ingrained in this podcast, and that is the burner system. If you take anything from this podcast, take this, write it down, highlight it, get some stars in there. Just know that this is like the most epic philosophy in the world. Next to like Aristotle and Socrates and all them, right? So the Burner System was created by Bethany Frankel, who's one of the Real Housewives of New York. So stay with me. I know she's crazy and you probably don't want to take her relationship advice because she's been divorced so many times now, but it's really great. So basically... This applies to dating but it applies to any aspect of your life so you have five different burners and they're all in different simmers so your burners are the people you're seeing so it could be any person you have interest in any person that you want to explore further or someone that was like a past love that you want to rekindle the flame with they're all on your burner so whoever you're kind of talking to right now the five people in your phone book i currently have like zero because this is postgrad dating let me just tell you so you have those people, you have them on 5 different burners, and you kind of entertain all of them on different levels. So the burner goes up and down, and sometimes they'll change burners. So like when you're making a bowl of pasta, you always have your favorite burner you go to, and mine is like the bottom right in my family kitchen. But like sometimes that changes. Like sometimes sometimes the pasta is not boiling the way I want it to, so I have to move it to the left burner, not because I want to, but because I have to because the burner's not working. So when you have situations like that where one of them's just not responding the way you want, you kind of change burners and change your top burner. So I hope everyone took that away. That's the main takeaway from this. And we're going to dive into that more once we talk about like our dating episodes. We actually have a dating episode coming on in a few weeks with someone someone from my past. I'm sure you can all guess who it is. I won't say if it's a boy or a girl, but they definitely have had an impact on my life in some capacity and no it's not my dad so about to get spicy stay tuned for that people so one segment we have that we're gonna start is called hangover or get over so we all know hangovers linger for so long like way too long it's like the friend that doesn't know when the hell to leave so (laughs) we all have one you're all thinking of someone right now when you're like oh my god like you're like okay do you want to do this at your house? Like, do, do you want to go get food at your house and then, like, not come back or something? <laughs> so hangover or over. these are where you guys write questions to us. We answer them to the best of our ability. And each week we'll keep it fresh. So keep the questions coming. We're so happy to answer any questions. So the first one we have is how do you get over a breakup? Um, this one's tough for me because I haven't gotten over one. I haven't gotten
1: over my most recent one, I should say. Um, but you're doing a good job at it. I mean, a half decent job
0: at it, I guess. Half decent, but you
1: can't be like perfect at it. No, That's I mean, we the did spend part. Christmas
0: together two years ago <laughs> when we weren't together, and then we went to New York together, so and then we went to Chicago out. together. <laughs> yeah, I'm just figuring out. You, you guys, I'm figuring it out. It's tough. It's tough when you. This is the thing about college relationships. They can be as serious as you want them to be. So I feel like because you're with them 24-7, you can, you know, do the sleepovers, go to, go to meet their parents, go to their house. They can come to your house. They can meet all of your extensive family. Like it's really a huge investment in your life, honestly, because they're spending so much time with your loved ones and they get to know you on a completely different level than anyone else because I really think you get to meet people once you've met their family. You realize why they are the way they are. Like if someone met me, they'd be like, wow, your dad's, loves attention. This probably explains a lot. Your mom's cold. That probably explains why you're afraid of being vulnerable. I'm like, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that, that is really it. So it's hard to get over someone that knows you at that level because most people don't know me like that. A very select few that I let in. Um, back to the question. Sorry, just pretending this is my therapist, Jill. Um, back to the question. <laughs> to get over a breakup, I think you need to stop talking to that person. You can't be in constant communication with them. Um, don't be looking at their posts. Don't be checking their Venmo to see who they're hanging out with. Like that is just toxic. But it is very fun. It is very fun to check the Venmo because literally everything is tracked now. Like who you're sending money to, what you're liking, except Instagram took that off probably because Instagram's run by a boy. But there's a way to find everything out with social media nowadays. So try your best to not be looking at what they're doing or what their friends are doing. And even if you find something out, don't reach out. You have to be above this and you have to try and move on and keep yourself busy, whether it's like joining a club, joining a gym, making new friends, um, getting a dog, walking a dog every day, keeping yourself busy so you're not thinking about it. And when I was broken up with, I would delete like Instagram. I would delete Snapchat. I wouldn't delete my account. I would delete the app from my phone so I wasn't constantly checking it. What do you think, Beck?
1: No, I think that's right. And I feel like it's okay to be sad. So, like, really so sulk and be sad. Give yourself, I like to say, 21 days because 21 days you build a habit. So just be sad. Like, enjoy being sad. Yeah. Um, get all the tears out. And then once you hit that 21-day mark, like, you got to get back up and go at it. And honestly, I feel like a breakup – sometimes can be a good thing because mm-hmm. it, it challenges you to start doing more for yourself. Cause I feel like also in like our generation, like we're doing so much for other people mm-hmm. and like in that moment, like for a breakup, like you need to give yourself the most attention and do self help and learn how to like love yourself and kind of like exploring that really helps too.
0: Completely agree. And one thing I want to add to that is, I heard someone say that it takes half the time that you were dating them to get over them. So even if you need more than 21 days, totally get it. Take your time. But also remember to keep your head up. And whatever lessons you learn from a relationship, apply it to your next relationship. So put yourself out there. Start going on dates. And honestly, go on dates and go in the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to make a friend. It'll be a new friend or something. You don't have to be like going and thinking that this person's going to be the next
1: person. Because then you're going to set yourself up for failure. Exactly. Don't put, like, any pressure on yourself either.
0: No. And I think also a great way is, like, the glow-up. The post-breakup glow-up. Like, get in the gym. Like, if you want to get some hair extensions or last extensions, go for it. You don't even need that, but if that's what's going to make you feel your best, do that. Or, like, if you want to add some highlights, do that. Definitely don't chop your hair and don't do any (laughs) kind of crazy color. Like, keep it it very minimal, the changes you're doing. But whatever you need to do to make yourself feel your best – Definitely go and do that. And that can be anything. It doesn't have to be superficial things. Like whatever you need to do, like get a journal and write what you're grateful for, things like that I think help a lot too. Wow, that was a TED talk. Okay, (laughs) next question. How do you ask for someone's number when he asks for your snap? So basically to reword that, if a guy asks for your snap, how do you kind of mitigate the situation and say, all right, I don't want your snap. What's your number? So what would you say? I would run because I'd be like, you're shady. You want my snap so you can snap multiple girls. But this is what I think. I think this is a situation you get yourself into if someone is saying that to you. They either are a player and have multiple girls in their snap or they're young. Like I dated people who were, I'm 23 now, people who are like 25, 26. They're not very into snap like our generation younger is. So they're not on snap constantly snapping people like they're texting people or they're they're not calling, but they're texting, or they're like Instagram DMing, whatever. Um, I think if he's snapping, it's one, immature, and two, it's like, okay, you don't have, you don't have the guts to text me, like you're that lame, you can't text me. So then I'm gonna be a ball buster, and I'm gonna be like, um, no, just your number's good, actually. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I'm not a snap girl. Like if that's what you're into, that's fine. Like I'm gonna go see my friends at the bar, and then I would walk away, and then they're gonna be like, uh, uh, what? You need to kind of give them the unexpected because that's what boys want. They want the chase. They don't want someone that's just going to give into it.
1: That's the type of girl that they want to date is someone that's going to be like a yes man. Exactly, and you want to be able to like speak what's on your mind. That's something you'll learn about Katie and I is we're very upfront, very we don't vocal, hide things. very
0: vocal. It's honestly been a learning curve trying for us both to not curse because we're so passionate about things that you know what sometimes things just fly out in the air.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you got to call him out. Like even me, I was at a bar once and a guy was like, what's your Instagram? And I have a boyfriend, so I wasn't going to give him my phone number, but still it gave me the opportunity to mess with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my Instagram? Like, why? So you can slide into my DMs? Yeah. Like, absolutely not. And he was older and I was like, what? Did not give him my Instagram because that's pathetic. So honestly, you can even say like, thank you next. Like, yeah. He's not worth it because there's so many guys out there, like, But I think some guys also do it because they're too shy to
0: ask your number. And they think they're going to get rejected for the number. I'm not making an excuse for them. I'm just saying this is what I think. I think they do that to be like, okay – they're trying to get you to say yes to somebody because you're afraid you're going to say no to their number. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as offended to what's your Instagram because I feel like that's normal now. And if someone DMs me on Instagram, I don't find it weird. But the fact that Snapchat's dying and you're asking for my Snapchat, it's like, what are you hiding?
1: Really? I feel like I'd prefer Snapchat than an no. Instagram DM. Yeah. I would rather someone
0: Instagram DM me any day. So feel free. Everyone is listening. Um, no. 100%. No, because
1: – but also – the whole Snapchat thing, it is easier to talk to someone, like, on Snapchat because you yeah, don't have to have I don't full conversation. Yeah, to send pictures
0: of my face. Like, it doesn't always look beat to the gods. It does not look full glam every single day. Like, when I wake up, there is drool halfway down my face. There is hair that looks like I just starred in The Lion King on Broadway. Like, it is not a pretty sight, so I don't want to be Snapchatting that. And then I feel like it's such, like, a visual thing. Like, I don't, like, what am I going to send you? A kissy face? What am I going to send you? Me with, like, a dog ears and, like, the
1: dog tongue,
0: whatever that situation is? Like, no.
1: Exactly. Well, I also think the uglier the better
0: because <laughs> – I feel like that with friends, but I can't be, like, showing my ugly no, face to guys. Because like, yeah, next time I have a cold tour, let me just – when my cold sore <laughs> is pussing, let me just send a Snapchat to the
1: hottest guy on my Snapchat okay. list and be like, hey, buddy, how's it going? No, he needs to see it because I'm like, if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. So it's like, show them what you're made of. Okay, Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Literally. All
0: right, next question. Tips for dating post-grad. Number one, don't do it. (laughs) I think you kind of have to ease yourself into it. It's not dating in college where it's so casual. Um, You actually have to get to know people for them, and you can't go into it based on what someone looks like. Because I feel like in college, you go into it based on – if you don't have classes with the person, usually it's like who's the it person or who, um, who's not on campus for being the best looking or all those superficial things. When you're getting to know someone post-grad, you want to get to know them and see what their personality is. Um, and you have to get through dinner, sadly. My ideal date is a coffee date, but everyone keeps asking me on dinner dates and that's like a two-hour time investment of your time after work or on the weekends. And if it's after work, they're only taking you during the week because they want to feel you out before they see you out on the weekends. So it's kind of a red flag, but kind of not. But then weekend dates, it's kind of like, do you really want to be spending time with a rando versus like with your girlfriends or like relaxing because you just had the busiest week? Um, but I feel like it's, a, it's honestly like a learning experience. You have to learn what to say and you have to learn how to eat and like your table etiquette. You need to know – how to put your napkin on your lap like when you get your food put the napkin on the lap don't order the most expensive thing unless you want to test them i have done that once and he did pay for my filet mignon but it's fine um (laughs) you have to kind of gauge what they're getting like if they're getting a sandwich get a sandwich um if they're getting like sushi get sushi um and try to be a chill girl like no guy wants to bring a high maintenance girl it's like oh i can't eat this i can't eat that i can't eat this unless you have an actual medical reason like i have ibs so I actually can't be eating dairy. Um, so make sure like before you go to whatever places, make sure they have options you can eat. And like read the menu. Figure out what you're going to pick on the menu because you don't want to have an awkward silence being like, "Uh, what do you want? What do you think? Well, she has a boyfriend. So she goes on dinner dates all the time and it's nothing.
1: I, I'm doing long distance. So maybe we'll get into long distance sometime. But yeah. let's get into how you do post-grad dating living at home.
0: Great question, Victoria. (laughs) How do I even describe this? It is honestly one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever endured because it's like, where are you going to hang out? Like, I don't always want to be spending money. And I remember I was seeing this guy and we went on probably like 10 dates and it kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't want to keep going out. Like, I kind of just want to hang out with you, chill at my house, like maybe eat dinner together, like, actually watch movie like not like a Netflix and chill type of deal because I live with my parents like that doesn't go down so I would say it's fine but the weirdest part is before you even hang out at your house you have to introduce them to your parents because they're gonna want to know who you're bringing over um, especially if you see like a future with them they're gonna want to put their opinion in so I remember I brought this guy over and I was like okay guys meet so-and-so so then my dad was like talking his ear off it was like a monologue um, and then I was like, all right, we're just going to go in the other room and hang out. So then we just kind of like watched a movie, had wine. We're like talking about random things. But you're not really like doing extracurriculars. It's very PGG because like, who knows? Like my dad may walk in and be like, so do you guys want to hear about the Flyers game? Like he always does that kind of stuff. He just wants to talk to people. And he loves having guys in the house because he's all girls. So he's just trying to like talk to a guy. So it's definitely a weird experience at first. Um, I definitely still haven't mastered it. It's definitely uncomfortable, but you kind of have to get past the
1: uncomfortableness. Exactly, because people think, oh my God, I'm meeting their parents. This is a big deal. Yeah, and, like, and it's you not. It's it. not a big deal. Like, my parents would meet anyone. Like, it's
0: not like some big thing. Like, it's not like Thanksgiving dinner. I'm introducing you to the whole extended family. This is literally, you're coming over. My parents are watching SVU doing their own thing. They don't care about you. They just are like, okay, I just want to know who's at the house. Exactly. So you have to be okay with that awkwardness, because it really isn't awkward. Like, yeah. So... If you want to date someone and you live at home, I would suggest going for someone who lives on their own if you're worried about meeting their parents and all that. But if you're not worried, then totally fine. Date someone who lives at home. Because also, like, at this age right now, like 23, 24, even 25, people are living at home, one, to pay off student loans, two, to save money for their next move, And three, because of the location of where they live. Like, Victoria moved out this way just because of her job. So a lot of people move for their job. But if you're at a location where you're already from and your job's out here, then it makes sense to just live there. Do you want to talk about living by yourself?
1: Yeah, so I live alone, you know, post-grad, got a job in Philly, originally from New York. And honestly, if you're in a position where you're like, I don't know if I should live at home or if I should – move out i like i do not that i regret because no regrets guys okay yeah even though this is the moral, no hangover. Regrets on the moral hangover people it's cool and everything but sometimes it is nice like katie like being able to save up so yeah. and that's it's so chill like miss.
0: my mom on the weekends literally comes home with bagels and Gatorade because she knows I'm probably going to go out that weekend like it's so nice those types of things or like she wakes me up in the morning which is kind of immature of me but like I have an alarm but if I don't wake up to it she wakes me up like things like that she doesn't do my laundry or doesn't make my meals or anything but it's just those little things that are nice to come home to
1: exactly but also there's a flip flip side that I feel much more productive and I can get Things done, living alone because I'm forced to clean up after myself, cook food, wake up. Like,
0: totally agree. I'm a slob kebab here because I know I can be. But I know if it was my own house, I wouldn't be because I'd be like, oh my god, I'm having people over. I don't want to have it like this. All right, second to last question, people. Here we go. Question is, how are you not afraid of other people's opinions? Well, let me tell you, friend. No one is completely not afraid of someone's opinions. Like it is in our human nature to care people think. And unfortunately with like Instagram and Snapchat and everything on social media now, people are obviously trying to impress other people. And you care more what others think because of that. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is being true to yourself and trying to find who you are and what your values are. And that's so much easier said than done. Like, I know in college, I cared way too much people that thought about me. Like, I would literally let this one girl group control all my actions because I'd be so afraid of what they're going to say about me and whatever. Um, But now that I graduate, I'm like, I don't even care because, like, I'm living my best life. Like, you don't have this constant pressure of being, like, on a college campus as you do in your home because the people you talk to is, like, your close friend circle. You're not talking to all the random people you see at the bars in the college town. So it's just like a different vibe, and it kind of gives you more self-confidence to actually go for your dreams. Like, right now, I don't think I'd be doing this if I was in college. I don't think I would have the confidence to do this while I was in college.
1: No, I agree. And, like, I do take things personally, but I think that's something that I've been working on, like, post-grad. Like, you can choose your friends. You can Mm -hmm. cut out those negative people. And honestly, who cares? Because even with, like, starting the podcast, like, when I was little – I tried to do YouTube (laughs) and I was bullied for it and I'm like clearly it hurt and when you're younger you can't like you're not prepared to handle all that Mm -hmm. but like now we're like graduating and if someone doesn't like this podcast or has something to say like don't listen then if you don't like it don't listen exactly and if you're listening this far and you're like this is terrible it's like will you listen this far so thank you yeah
0: (laughs) So I think it has to be true to yourself. And I remember I love LinkedIn. And Melinda Gates is one person I follow, and she wrote, um, she wrote something, and she said, "My mother always told me if you don't set your own agenda, someone else will. So you can't be living for you shouldn't be living your life of what everyone's going to think and what everyone's going to say. Because if I was doing that, I would be having a boyfriend. I would be now. There's anything wrong with that? But like, if I was doing everything that people wanted me to do, like." That would not be who I am and I would not be authentic to myself. And that would not bring me true happiness. So I think setting your own agenda and doing what's best for you is one of the best things you can do.
1: Exactly. And I think, like, you also have to be okay with realizing not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. And that's okay. And it's okay. a hard pull to
0: swallow. Like, I still get upset about that. Um, but it's, it's, it's that's life. That's literally life. That's a real world. Like, you're going to be – the most annoying friend to one person, but the best friend to another person. Some person's going to think super highly of you. Another person's going to think horrible things of you. Like, everything is so relative. You just have to live for yourself. And you have a great quote that you were telling me earlier.
1: Oh, yes. It's my favorite. I heard it, probably heard it on another podcast, but you can be the ripest peach, the tastiest, juiciest, but there's always going to be someone that doesn't like peaches. So you need to just accept that you can't please everyone. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're putting you first and... Just do what you want and yeah. don't care what others have to say.
0: True. All right. Last question we have. How do you find the time and energy
1: to chase your dreams? That's a good one. I think you should start because you coming up with this podcast and executing it. Katie is a go-getter, guys. So. I think if you have an idea
0: and you can visualize it, definitely start writing a plan. And I think that's one of the number one things business school has taught me is you need to have the big picture be awesome to think of what are the strategic steps to get to my goal. And for me, I've always wanted to work in entertainment. Um, that's a dream of mine. So I was like, you know what? This isn't happening, so let's have a creative outlet and let's do it on the side. So I talked to Victoria we Rear and talks about this and we were kind of like bouncing ideas of what this would be, what kind of um, – category this would be, what it would fit into, if there's anything in the market like this now. So I guess kind of doing like market research and seeing what else is out there and seeing, you know, doing some competitive analysis. I'm throwing out some really big words out now, but you have to have like a vision and be able to execute your vision and having achievable like smart goals that you can measure. And I think that was one of the biggest things for us is, okay, how are we gonna make this like pop off? So, you know, we got all the equipment, we did the investment. We did a social media page. We knew that was vital to it. And now we're going to be working with some guests and some influencers for – we're coming off some merchandise. So you guys will be seeing that soon. So I think kind of if you have an idea, run with it. Because if you fail, you fail. But at least you can say, hey, I tried. And I put my all into this. And you know what? I can say at least that I gave an effort. Exactly.
1: And I think that the biggest thing is just do it. Yeah.
0: Which – and that's the scariest part. Like – even now I'm still scared because I'm like I want – because we're putting our name on this. Like we want this to be the best that it can be. And it's scary because you're putting yourself out there. You're doing something you've never done before. And it's definitely scary putting yourself out there and getting the opinions of people. Um, and also you're like is this going to flop? Like what happens if this flops? And everyone knows it flops. So you just got to be confident in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, that's, the, I, that's like the best ticket to get to where you want to be is believing in yourself and doing it and doing it's the scariest part but like once you do it it kind of just you start doing it and the next thing starts starting to flow yeah it's kind of scary but here we are we're doing it we're trying our best so if you have a dream you know it. go for it don't let anyone stop you make sure this dream is like legal though and within reason <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate all the support i know we're getting super sappy now but it really means the world to us um we have a great lineup for you guys. We have guests coming on that are local Philly influencers. We have local Philly celebrities. It's really about to be great. And you know what? It's not just people of one certain type of industry. We have people from sports. We have people from fashion. We have people from lifestyle. So you're really in for a treat. And we hope you love this podcast because it's going to give you a wide range of different type of tools and takeaways. And honestly, just comedic humor that's going to make your day a little bit brighter. Um So thank you guys all for listening. Follow us on Instagram. It's at The Moral Hangover Podcast. Follow our personal handles. I'm at Katie underscore Dombrowski. This is at Victoria Bruno underscore. I know hers better than hers. That's why I said it. And if you have any questions you want to email us or you want to work with us or partner with us, our email is The Moral Hangover Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Peace out, homies. Keep hanging.